It's Friday, September 2nd, 2022, and this is Dan Excelsior, the Mostly Marvel podcast. I'm Dennis, and I'll be your host as we review the latest Marvel happenings across all media, as well as uh, other superpowered stories that caught our attention. And when I say we, I'm referring to my panel of fellow nerds uh, joining me this evening. First up, it's the man behind the buttons, as always, uh, and he's really excited about uh, Twerk and She-Hulk. Uh, it's uh, it's Ricky. That makes me sound pervy. Don't um, because you are. That's probably <laughs> why. That's probably why. Yeah, it's working to Hulk. Yeah, I guess that's that's your thing this week. And the car yeah, in the car. Yeah, she was twerking next to the car. Yeah. Um. Uh, full disclosure, just to be clear, uh, this you may be watching this uh on uh, September second, but we're actually pre-recording this, so we won't be able to engage with the fans uh this time around. Uh, it's just there were circumstances that prevented Ricky or my guest from being available uh, on the Friday for the live show. So we just said, you know what, um, let's do it. Let's do it pre-recorded, and we'll get it out there for the fans to to hear our our take on everything for the week. So um, we're just gonna keep pretending it's Friday. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. And Gotta get down got to Friday. Questions? Feel free to write them in there, and we'll get back to you and respond eventually. So don't worry about it. All right. With that said, we will get our special guest out here that um, could like was nice enough to come on a on a Thursday evening or a afternoon. school night. Yeah, on a school night he came. Um, he is uh, currently in a cave, basically, because he's trying to save energy during a uh, a massive heat wave that we're going through over here in California. <laughs> um, so it might look a little dark for anybody who's watching. Uh, but welcome back, Clark. Hello, everyone. He's in the spooky cave. The, the end is nigh. Yeah. It's, it's like 90 degrees. It dark and cool. I feel like Scrooge. <laughs> Scrooge liked it dark because it yeah. was cheap. Um, thanks for being back, Clark. Uh, and, Absolutely. And, and thanks for uh, binging She-Hulk and Harley Quinn today. That's what we're going to be watching tomorrow. That's what we watched today. Oh, I, I had to, I had to binge Harley. She-Hulk, I have been there every week, and we'll talk about that. Yeah. Are you guys well, morning She-Hulk people or afternoon She-Hulk people? I'm a breakfast She-Hulk guy, and then I'm a, I'm a lunchtime Harley guy. I, I've been a midnight She-Hulk guy. Oh, I was a WandaVision midnight guy, but I, I ended that for a minute. Yeah. Well, they're, they're, they're short. It is easier I'm, to swallow. The, I'm, the I'm fast. I'm fast asleep by that, by that point. So I just, like I like I like watching it during breakfast, and then, uh, you know, then I get it like fresh in the morning, and then I yeah, you bought it all get day. Get your greens in the morning. Yeah, and then I did watch it again during dinner. So, um, yeah, but uh, I'm just curious, like, because I know Clark knows I did a massive binge of of uh, to finish up my Apple subscription this week. Um, but uh, I watched uh, 30 hours of of For All Mankind over the weekend. Um. <laughs> And then I didn't want to watch any more TV after that. Understandable. <laughs> yeah. I, I actually went yesterday. I only watched like the two shows that I watch on Hulu on Wednesday. I just watched what we do in the shadows and res dogs, reservation dogs. And that was it. Like I had an hour of TV watching yesterday. This res dogs was pretty great. Okay. Yeah. But like, um, so today again, the only things I watched were she Hulk and Harley Quinn. I just don't, I'm, I need a break from TV, so um, yeah. Let me know how the the Lord of the Rings is. But have you guys been watching anything else lately? I watched the first episode of House of Dragons. 
Okay. And I didn't bother with this. I haven't watched the second one yet. Just it's pretty I boring. Haven't, I haven't been compelled. Are Are you upset with the music? To go back. Um, I'm not upset because it's one of the greatest themes ever. But I understand why they would just copy the thing. But part of me is also like, eh, you know, it was really weird. I've never seen a like a spinoff that just straight up rips off the music from the other thing. You know, like, um, I'm not used to that. I don't know that. They're not allowed to, you know what I mean? Like I yeah. artistically, if they want it to just be more chapters that come before the story. I mean, that's like, you know, if you went and saw Star Wars episode one and it didn't start with the Star Wars music, you'd be pretty pissed off, right? Like that's yeah. the and or or not and or Rogue One didn't start doesn't had to start with the music, right? Because it's not it's not an episode in Star Wars. Yeah, but you're they they purposely. I know they it was intentional. You know, went to the you know had the side stuff, but yeah, I, I am looking forward to seeing checking out Lord of the Rings this weekend, and uh, we'll see how the two big epic fantasies match up and which one I'll decide to watch. Uh, but that's I'm tomorrow. pretty sure I'm no, it's today actually. It's it came out today. It came out on Thursday. Um, I'm actually fairly certain without even watching it. That Lord of the Rings will be better than the Game of Thrones uh, spinoff. I'm not. I'm not enjoying it. I, I did watch the second one like that. I forgot after I finished my four all mankind binge. I was like, oh yeah, I forgot to watch this thing. So I watched it and it was not good. It was not good. Um, it's just bo- it's just boring. Like I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't care. Like I think that I think the thing is like in general prequels, right? Like. Yeah. You are hundred percent correct. Those words, I reason. don't care. Yeah, you and I'm not a big wrong. prequel fan. You know. Yeah. And Lord of the Rings is going to have to convince me of that too, because exactly, not that big. I, I, yeah. Why or why are we having it? I'm oh, not saying money. prequels can't be good. I'm just yeah. saying, like, most yeah. of the time, it's a really hard sell. It's, it's got to be compelling, sell. and and they have to. Yeah. They have to have characters that then you care about that are not tied or required to be they tied gotta be adjacent to the original yeah they have to be adjacent they have to be their own characters they, they can't yeah. be dependent on the original series i mean perfect case in point was knights of the old republic about so you know gandalf showing up gandalf probably will show up because the wizards are, are old and i'm fine with that that's he's the one character that would you know but but it won't be Ian McKellen, though, right? It's not. These mm. aren't in any way affiliated with with. No, they uh, are. Are they? Are they Peter Jackson? Yeah. Well, right? Really? My, I, I, I mean, I don't know if it's. It, it is. I, I I thought it's still the same company that owns the rights to the Lord of the Rings. Uh, but I don't know if it's the same production company. But NetEase I, bought the rights to right. the books, but and all the movies. Yeah, I think it was the movies too. From I my understanding, the the Lord of the Rings show is set in the same universe as the movies, or which yeah, mm-hmm. um, I do believe they share the same like logo in terms of like the actual Lord of the Rings. So we'll have of, a, a younger Galadriel. Because right. it is thousands of years, you know, and I mean the fact that it, I don't think we we know that for sure is I think a misstep, right? 
if you uh, had, I mean, if you're making yeah. a Lord of the Rings show, like you'd want to loop it all back in. Well, I mean, you don't have to. Like, I, I'm fine with it not looping back in, but I'm saying I don't know for certain. Uh, I don't see Peter Jackson's name. He's not attached to it, no. But he was never. He's like he owned. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he only did all six of them. Yeah, well, it's like a George Lucas thing, right? It's only it's only the execution of his artistic vision. You kind of want to see if he was an executive producer. Yeah, like I don't uh, think he say, is. To say that it's not in any way like affiliated with Peter Jackson doesn't matter. Is I mean, th- then how is it? How is it related to the movies if it's not in any way affiliated with? It's Peter set Jackson? in that universe. No, it's set in the Lord of the Rings universe. Based on the universe in the movie. No, the uni- the movie is based on the books. I think we're getting into semantics here. <laughs> yeah, no, we're getting into very important semantics. There's there's a movie and a show with some are, rings it's, in it. It's, yeah, like, it's like the way What If is based in the MCU. Yeah, it's not what if really. like a hella prequel prequel. Yeah, I guess so. Um, anyways, I just wanted to give Clark and, and Ricky a chance to talk about anything else going on, but I don't know if I want to give Ricky any more. Yeah, I mean, right it's okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I will get some formalities out of the way really quick before we move on through the show. Uh, we do have a fun show in store as advertised. We'll be putting a spotlight on HBO Max's season three, episode eight of Harley Quinn and, uh, the recently dropped, uh, episode three of She-Hulk attorney at law on Disney plus. But before we do that, uh, we'll have some nerd news to discuss and a quick round of trivia to play. Uh, I'm going to skip the part where I tell people don't be shy because you can't talk to us right now. But if you are watching this and it's uh, like pre-recorded or recorded at a later time and you do have questions, feel free to put them out there. And like I said, we'll try and get back to you because we like we like hearing from the fans. Um, It was fun last week. We actually had like messages from our fan before the show even started that was pretty cool um and yeah if you can't get enough of us you should visit patreon.com slash media where you'll find a variety of creative offerings including recent episodes of our live after show the soapbox patrons get exclusive access to chat with us but if that's not your thing don't worry we'll be releasing it to the public you know the following week whenever we do that there will not be a soapbox this week though guys so uh this is all you get from us but um enjoy it enjoy it connected I mean, however you want to say it, it doesn't like is Andy Circus Smeagol? I can't. But it goes I way before the show. Yeah, it'd be way before. I, what, I, mean, like, I don't know how they're connected. Other than the ring is the exact same ring, I guess. Like it looks the same. Like you know what I mean? Like it's I don't a prequel get, I don't... to the universe of yes. the movies. Like it's the, all. It's the all it font, is. the Elvish font, is the same. The font is the same. Yeah, like, I, 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 as like, from the book. I am not. I am not jumping in this argument because uh, it's like it's a fact. It's not. It's not an argument. Yeah. <laughs> no, it, it doesn't. It's not a fact if they're not. If it doesn't have the same people in it, like overseeing it, it's not a fact. Like you're, you're, you're deciding that it's, it's, it's a prequel to the movies, but it could just as very well be a prequel to the books. I I'd have no idea what we're even talking about now. 
You're the, the one Lord, that's the, kept the, it going. the Lord of the Rings show is based on the universe established in the movies. Both do you understand? Visually... The... Yes, but do you understand the movies are based a hundred percent on? Yes, the, the, I know. The, books. the movies are like, books so... based on the books. So, like, what does it mean to be? We don't visually... know if we will see Tom Bombadil, who was not in the movies but is in the books. Is he not in the Hobbit movies either? I've never, I've, I've never seen them. I don't think so. But I think I'm saying if if they if there's if there's characters that would have lived in that time that are not played by the same actors, then and that is the case because as we said, Galadriel is not. Um, yeah. Yeah. Kate, Kate Blanchett. 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 Yeah. yeah. Because or Elrond. Yeah, Elrond, because yeah, they're all younger versions money. of themselves. Yeah. Yeah, and they cost younger. money. Yeah. But they're the excuse is they're younger versions of themselves. Of of eternal elves. Yeah. It's basically <laughs> but, yeah. like dumb and dumberer in how like that's technically a prequel <laughs> to Dumb and Dumber, but like you don't have the same cast at all. Like Yeah. It's the dumb and dumberer of Lord of the Rings. Okay. All right. Cool. I get well, it. I'm I'm gonna wait until after I watch it before I. Get yeah, I'm not saying it's not yeah. good. I'm yeah. just saying, I don't, I don't, I can't tell. I can't, I, I can't. I'm trying to figure out what in it could be definitively movie universe when I when I watch it. You know, but we I mean? know it'll be a problem if the credits start and we hear dun 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 dun. dun yeah, I'm sure they'll <laughs> use the same the same cues, right? That was the extra joke. Yeah. Against. Who knows? <laughs> All right, Ricky, you want to do right. some news other than yes. Lord of the Rings? Yeah, let's talk about some cool stuff. All right, this better be cool stuff. Um, you want some good DC news or bad DC news? I mean, you said cool stuff. Let's start with the good. Go with go with, no go with the okay yeah he wants good go with the good all first. right Harley Quinn <laughs> in, um got announced for season four or got to see the four announced um that's wow. probably a look huge at that surprise headline. look at the headline what is this from what what this what? is from uh, Kotaku I believe HBO Max renews Harley Quinn in rare good sensible move. Damn. So it's it's it was it's a little shaky over at Warner Brothers, right? And HBO. Yeah, it's shaky, but like I mean, I to think... put it in perspective, they just canceled a Batman show a week hey, ago. We don't I... even know if HBO Max is gonna last that long. I think we do know it's not gonna last that long, actually. That's what I've been told. Like it's actually officially gonna be gone next yeah, year. It's gonna go to they are gonna migrate to Discover. Yeah. Oh. Um, but no, what I'm saying is that the the part about sensible that implies that they know more about the goings on inside Discovery and Warner than they probably do. Do you know what I mean? Like we like we don't know. We just don't know. Like maybe these are good decisions. You know, like I know I was defending Batgirl for the last few weeks, but I've been reading actual like now that they did the funeral screenings, I've been reading some really bad reviews of that movie. That were saying it was basically like a really long CW pilot, um, and that's that's not good. And you don't want to see Michael Keaton in something that's labeled that. You know what I mean? So 
maybe maybe they are making sensible decisions you got to keep in mind that i mean these aren't million dollar decisions these are billion dollar decisions that these cuts you know we're just focused on the dc aspect of it but there's other parts of their business that they're cutting and shifting and and moving all all to make this merger happen so you would like to think that the people involved in a billion dollar transaction would make sensible business moves even if they don't appear sensible on the outside right i mean in theory yes you would like that but i i just think it's funny that kotaku is just shots fired all over the place with this this article uh but yes i am very happy about that i don't know clark uh now that you binged it do you want more well i mean i had i had seen season one and two right i just meant season three like yes it is uh Again, like for the people who haven't watched Harley Quinn, you, you have to realize that it's in its own universe, its own version of the DC universe, and that just makes you enjoy it. You yeah, know? it's so, not a prequel to any specific movie. No, it is not. No. But it also films. embraces all movies yeah. at the same time. Yeah, all all more than movies, it covers everything. Yes, it but does. it is it is nice to see something renewed. Yes, especially right. since uh, HBO is not the only thing. You know, Netflix is becoming more and more notorious for just having season ones yeah. uh, uh, of stuff. So, you know, as the streaming services have different reasons why they go into seasons, sometimes mm-hmm. it's sometimes it's good to see a show that you really wanted, and other times it's like, well, I hope you enjoy the first season because that's all you're going to get. So, so this was announced on, I believe, Tuesday, and it was a little odd because it just came out of nowhere. It was, I believe, it's just a tweet by HBO Max that, or the Harley Quinn Twitter that they got it, or they got another season. Mm-hmm. This is like the type of announcement that would be made at a DC fandom, and uh, we learned a few hours ago that we're not getting a DC fandom this year. Mm, yeah, uh, I don't blame them, man. They're citing that we're we're they're you know, we're returning to in-person events. So they want to shift excitement to those events. Yeah. Uh, I like the fandom though. I liked it the first year. I didn't really love the second year. And I and to say liked it the first year is an understatement. I loved it the first year. Uh, the second year, I was just like casually just looking up the news after the fact. Like, I don't, I don't feel the, the collection of, of, uh, events that they put together the second year was nearly as awesome yeah was it two days both years it was really a one-day event but they like yeah one was movies and one was comics basically something like that i don't remember how they they organized it yeah but Um, it did go for two days like but they split it over two separate weeks or something like that yeah so, I mean, this is on the heels of they just reworked uh, their schedule. So now Shazam and Black or not Shazam and The Flash got shifted again to yeah. early next year, late next year. Um, so it kind of made sense. They wouldn't really have anything to show. I don't think they would want to yeah. show The Flash right now. Maybe yeah. show Aquaman. Like I don't, I don't know what they would what they would present. No, at this point, like anything that they would have shown is the same stuff we've already been hyped about for the past year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So like they're just they're not ready to to play new a new hand. Um, and, yeah. 
it's bigger fine. Th- bigger things to worry about over there. And there's yeah, they're still having trouble with press and yeah. So, yeah. I yeah, I'm I'm not like where I started this year it, like in hopes of DC <laughs> versus where this year is ending. Remember that hype, trailer? That hype trailer. That so tra- that hype trailer at the beginning Dude. of the year. This is the oh, year of man. DC. Oh. It's it hurts, man. We're it, like it, it does. Starting, Do you really want to taste it? Like I want to taste more Peacemaker always, but <laughs> but that was like the highlight of the year, man, for for DC, and that's unfortunate. We're so. like a ways from more Peacemaker, dude. Like that stuff hasn't even filmed yet. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it's not like huge, crazy no. CG. So no. I, I don't expect he's got to finish Guardians. Yeah. yeah. All right. What other news you got, Ricky? I got um. Don't you just like doing this type of thing but it's coming from variety well trusted source also <laughs> also uh from deadline too <laughs> uh ben keys kingsley is going to reprise his role as trevor slattery in a wonder man series at disney plus this is the type of thing that i expect to get announced uh next week at a d23 yeah um ships ships leaking what do you guys think that's it makes sense right wonder man's a hollywood dude trevor's a washed up actor um, put, put two and two together like cool i don't know i like i don't i'm not like i don't want trevor to be as important as he was to shang chi like to wonder man uh to wonder man yeah so if he happens to show up you know like for an episode because it's a funny joke sure if he's like the like secondary character to wonder man I may have problems with that. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's like, it's like Darcy, you know, like I can mm-hmm. take Darcy in small doses, but we take him in a Darcy her... level role in the wonder man show, right? No, I'm saying you a Darcy less? level role is too much, too much. Mm. If she would have been in like half the episodes of WandaVision, I would have been fine with it. You don't she get Ben in... Kingsley though for, I mean, you... Do you remember his part in Iron Man 3? It's pretty silly. No, but you don't get him for like one or two episodes. Yeah, but he I, provided the comic relief for Shang-Chi. Yeah. You know? And and I thought it went well, but I, I, I kind of agree with Dennis in terms of really how much can you have of this character? Because again, if, he, yeah. if all he is is a washed up actor who played the Mandarin what really important is he just keeps getting unlucky and stuck with all these superhero things you know i agree with you on the on the i don't necessarily want more trevor but if you got a ben kingsley in your pocket you're gonna play that card you know right they did play that card you don't need to play it again because he's still why why you don't have to play it again four aces in a deck you gotta (laughs) yeah and they're not all ben kingsley they have a, you. You're really you're really stressing that Marvel doesn't have enough aces in their deck that they need a Ben Kingsley. Like that's like I think the other real obvious thing we're missing here is it makes the universe small. If he's the only actor that is showing up every time they need an actor, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's small. It makes it, it mm-hmm. makes the universe small, and I think we can have more people that have similar type stories or or you know like. I don't know. I, well, uh, more more actors. Let everybody in the Marvel universe. That's I mean, why I agree. Wanna... It, it really depends if it's just a one episode, you know, appearance, or if it's yeah, a sidekick. 
I'll, like if I'll, if he's like his acting co like a uh, teacher, that would be pretty funny. That just shows right. up every now and then. I'll ask you who's your who's who's your Wonder Man, and then I'll I'll share with you the predominant rumor at at Gosh, this moment. I have no idea. I would like it to be Nathan Fillion, but I don't think it will be. No. Jeremy Allen White. That sounds familiar. It's from Is the that bear. the guy? The bear. Oh. Um. Hmm. Right. It's a little small. He's a little small. He can bulk up. He's a short. No, I mean he's a short guy. He's a really That's short true. guy. That's true. Um, but I do love him as an actor. All right. I won't. I won't hate on it, but I'm I'm having trouble seeing it. But like, I was having a little trouble seeing Tatiana Maslany before the show came out too. But like, <laughs> it's not that. It's not that I doubted her. It's just that I didn't, I didn't know enough about how she would play the character. So I think it's just about seeing a, a snippet of Jeremy Allen White playing Wonder Man to be, to be like, okay, now I see your your angle that you're going for. You know. Wow. What about you, Clark? Um, I'm. I would. I would agree with that. I want to see it. You know, in in action, but. Yeah, Wonder Man honestly is a character that I really don't care about much at all, which is why I'm like, you know what? I'm going to trust their casting has been so good over the last yeah. Sarah, decades. Sarah Haley Finn has done it all. You know, yeah. I, I trust their casting. And I, I will say that she generally does pick either HBO people or FX people. That's where she mines most of her talent from. And you could do a lot worse than either of those networks. You know? I only so, yeah. know Wonder Man from the Modoc show. So um, I like the bear. Nathan Fillion played him in Modoc, right? Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did because that was like the that was like the a meta joke because he was supposed to play him years yes, ago. Yes, it was Nathan Fillion. It was Nathan Fillion in Modoc. Yeah. Clark doesn't know because I can tell he never finished that show. <laughs> I yeah. so didn't finish Modoc. You're no. correct. It's not great. Yeah, that's why. I, yeah, I, I, I heard. Well, last little bit of news. Dennis, take it away. Who's this? Oh, man. This one, like, I've been so busy. This one just kind of snuck up on me. Um, I actually was many hours late to the pre-order on this. But uh, I guess Hasbro has another Marvel Legends exclusive figure this week. Um, it's Gore the God Butcher in his comic accurate uh, look, and he comes with the Necro Sword, and he comes with his full-on alieny looking appearance, like both with the hood and without. And he's got like Leku, like he's a Star Wars character too. You get a lot with this guy. Um, yeah, he's pretty cool looking. I, I think he's he's awesome. I know some fans are a little mad because they can see little pinholes on him, and it's like you gotta. You got to assume. I mean, this is the only gore you're getting, so. Yeah, this is the gore you're going to get, so just deal with it and enjoy it. He looks great. He looks like gore. If you if you if you if you have the Thors from that storyline and you have like the mighty Thor, the, the Jane Foster figures sitting around without any villains to fight. There he is. There's your villain. Finally, there you go. Um, I hope I sold that, but he's like 30 bucks on Amazon right now. Yep. Um, and, uh, as, as predicted, 
all Marvel Legends packaging is now windowless. Um, Good for them. Yeah, so there's no reason to go to a store to buy your figures anymore because it's a more likely, more likely if you bring home a figure from the store and open it up, you're going to get a wrestling figure inside of it instead of the thing you wanted. So. Oh, really? Is that like a, the thing now? Oh, man. You, like, the Marvel Legends toy collecting community is so freaking toxic that, like, that's one of the reasons I haven't gone to stores to buy my toys for, like, I don't know, eight years, something like that. But, um, yeah, it's a thing. I've seen articles on it that, like, People are already doing that. They're they're buying them. Yeah, that's a good idea. Swapping because like it's not like they're <laughs> you yeah, just return them, I guess. Yeah, or they're not even buying them. They're just well, ripping them think, open. Yeah, just put a rock in there. If you returned it, <laughs> yeah. they would you know open it. And... Uh, I I think you're you're overestimating the. Yeah, the, the funny thing is they're such they're so cranky about this new windowless thing. But the reality is, is like, think about all other products you buy in the world. How many products really are windowed, like in their boxes? You know what I mean? Like when you go to buy a TV, it's not in a window. Like you just Yeah, but you also don't put the box of the TV up on your wall because it looks so nice. I mean, these are products where they normally keep them within the box because the window lets them enjoy it without opening the, the pristine condition i i get what you're saying it's a feature but it's is it is it a feature because that feature was necessary to sell the toy or is it because uh is it because people wanted it that way to begin with you're right. when yeah. i bought my playstation 5 i was hoping it was in there yeah exactly yeah, no window in that box <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, even when you buy like a well, when you buy like, a phone, you buy a Big Mac. It's just yeah, like any like yeah, everything I'm just imagining, you buy. I mean, like if everything I bought was windowed. <laughs> yeah, but no, that there are. I've seen stories about uh, this guy going to buy the new figure, the new Spider-Man figures, and he got to his car, opened them. It was wrestling figures. He took it back, returned it because he was right there. Then he went to another store and. Apparently, the same guy was pulling the same pranks there. So, more wrestling figures <laughs> in another one. So, it's it's just this is the fans, the fa the fans showing how awesomely toxic they can be. It's gross, man. I can't yeah. I can't handle it. That's why I I've always like I've always just accepted uh, one. The figures are not expensive, right? Like they're they're like twenty five bucks. So. Yeah. Yeah, you might get some paint blemishes because like what's you know, what's happening, you know, you're you're not buying an $80 figure. You're not buying a $100 figure. You're not buying a hot No, toy, it makes it I mean? easier to open, right? Yeah. Like so like I I don't know. I like I was so bummed yesterday. I was I was uh cuz I have like a Japanese like Spider-Man figure, like an import figure and way more expensive than a Marvel Legend, but way cooler looking, right? And I was swapping his hand and the stupid little peg broke and it's a clean break and I don't think I can fix it. And I'm like, this is why I just buy the cheap figures because it's just it's that much easier. You know what I mean? So I just don't understand why people get so upset at the fact that uh, 
it's it's you know this cheaper product is now trying to do what they can to 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 be better on the environment and instead of applauding them for that we're doing baby stuff like putting wrestling figures in there it's it's gross it's gross yeah at least put a good one in there <laughs> yeah at least put dz figures in there it's funny <laughs> All right, um, that's that's all, all right. I got. You guys want to play a, a silly game? Um, Let's do it. All right, cool. By the way, thanks for putting that news together, Ricky. It's uh, very appreciated. All right, Clark, I didn't have time to create my own trivia today, but uh, what I did is I Googled some trivia, um, and I found... I found something at quizbreaker.com and it's Marvel trivia questions and answers only comic fans will know. So in theory, that means that Clark should get these right and Uh, Ricky should get them wrong. Uh, Yeah, Uh, sounds good. So I'm going to just start reading them off and then when you guys get sick and tired of this, we can stop. Oh, this looks like there's, it's 10 questions, but we'll see how fast it goes. Um, I'll let... I'll let Clark go first every time um, until he gets one wrong, and then I'll let Ricky go. All right. Um, That's fair. I think I think it's going to be better that way. All right. First up, Clark, what's the name of Wolverine's mutant son in the comics? Oh, God. Dakin. That is correct. Daken or Dakin or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how to pronounce it because I only ever read it in the comics. Dakin? Yeah. It's like... D A K E N. Oh, Dokken, yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, next up in the comics, who's the first Avenger to quit the team? Shoot. Uh, I want to say Hawkeye. Yeah, it sounds like a Hawkeye thing that he would do. That is incorrect. Uh, Ricky, you get a chance to, to steal. Hmm. Who's the quitter? I guess Iron Man. I'll throw Iron Man under the bus here. Wow. Um, it is the Hulk. Oh. What? Why'd he quit? Actually, because he's the Hulk. That because he's the Hulk. Yeah. Oh. Because I think he just felt like he was too dangerous to to be part of the team. Actually, that makes a lot more sense than not. Because, yeah, the Hulk stopped being in Avengers Comics. A long time ago. A long time ago, yeah. Yeah. And then he came back later when he All became right. smarter and stuff. All right, here we go. Number three. After the cancellation of his first series, which comic did the Hulk make regular appearances in? Mm. That's for Clark. I know. After his first comic was canceled, Hulk was canceled. Why was the Hulk canceled? Did he say bad things? It's not that kind of canceled. Uh, West Coast Avengers. Uh, I think you guys you're you're fast forwarding a lot. Uh, it was Tales to Astonish. That actually was in my head. <laughs> okay. okay. Yeah. Rick, I gotta go Ricky, back further. Ricky is not gonna get this one, but we'll let him try. Uh, right. Captain America made his first appearance in what comic book? Oh god, I um it's like a military one. It's like I don't know, I couldn't I couldn't tell your name. 
Military adjacent comics. Mm, Clark, do you want to try? It's the one where he's punching Hitler in the face, but uh, I thought it was called Captain America 1. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's called Captain America Comics number 1, March 1941. Um, that's why I knew Ricky wouldn't get it, because he just wouldn't go for the obvious answer. No, well. <laughs> yeah. Um, that was surprising. Uh, all right, uh, Clark, who did the Winter Soldier take shelter with during Infinity War? How is this? That's not a comics question, guys. Oh, like, yeah, wait, wait Winter Soldier movie? wasn't in Infinity War. Wait, a, that's a movie uh, no, question. No, no, no there yeah. was Infinity War, was a separate, uh, Winter event. Soldier did not exist when yeah. the Infinity yeah, War that, comic. That's, that's a... Well, the gauntlet, the Infinity Gauntlet was the first one, but then they did do Infinity War and Infinity Quest. Both of them were in the 90s, and the yes. Winter Soldier yeah. is only existed in the comics for like the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, so that's dumb. Wakanda. Black Panther, yeah, sure. Black Panther. Whatever. Yeah. Um, all right. That's weird and dumb. Uh, okay, here's another one that's kind of, it kind of works for both. Um. Yeah, some of these questions are like, mm, "Hey man, you you're lazy." It. Yeah, I did. Um, I can judge it. I I didn't make it. I can judge it. All right, here you go, Clark. How many Infinity Stones are there? Six. Yeah, that's it. That was the answer. <laughs> you bonus question or bonus if you can name them all. Uh, space, time, power, reality. Soul. And uh which one am I missing? <laughs> it's it's like the one he's trying to give you trying to give you hints, Clark. Mind. Thanks. There you go. Good job. <laughs> All right. Uh, I'll give this one to Ricky. Ricky, what species is Groot? Uh flora. Flora Colossus, right? Nice. Well done. I didn't know that. Good job. Uh, Clark, in the comics, what's the name of Thor's alter ego? Uh, Donald Blake. Correct. That is correct. Uh, Dr. Donald Blake. Clark, what's the name of the comic book magazine that printed the first story starring Doctor Strange? Acid dropper number one. Well, now I don't want to say Tales to Astonish, but I'm going to go Strange Tales. That is correct. All right, I'll give Ricky this one because I think he's I think he can get it. Uh, in what Marvel Comics title did the Silver Surfer first appear? Uh, I mean, it's going to be an obvious one, like Silver Surfer number one. I mean, he's a Fantastic Four character, right? It's a Fantastic Four. Yes. Fantastic Four. That is that is what he's normally associated with. Even if that says Silver Surfer behind me. Um, that's what that's why Fox got the rights when they uh... Yes. That's why Fox owns him. Well there you go. Good job, guys. All right. Uh, I... You you did pretty good. It was it was a lot of softballs, but you know. Yeah. Um yeah. it definitely didn't have the the zing that I like to throw in there. How, but, uh, how many Fantastic Four movies do you want before Silver Surfer comes in? 
it's not like the, the silver surfer. Is... The the trick is the silver surfer is a package deal with Galactus. Yeah, you but know? you'll get him yeah. first before we see. Like he'll show up in one movie before we see a Galactus. No, that means they're doing it wrong. If he shows up an entire story before Galactus, yeah, they have done it wrong. All right. If if you want to introduce the Silver Surfer properly, you let people know where he came from, what his whole deal is. You know what I mean? And that's he's intertwined with Galactus. So I don't want both of them in the first one, but the catch I'm, is is if you're gonna do Silver Surfer from when he was the herald of Galactus or just jump ahead and have Silver Surfer after he's already freed himself from Galactus and, and talk about the the Herald part yeah. in a flashback. But the trick is Galactus is yeah. in Secret Wars. In the comics, he's in the Secret yeah. Wars. So if you're trying to assemble all the pieces to have I would I would be shocked if Galactus does not I'm just putting this out there. Yes. At this yeah. point, we are yeah. very few characters shy of the full roster of Secret Wars. We now have Titania in the MCU. Like, <laughs> we are pretty close to being done. Uh, we also have the Wrecking Crew, yeah. which that's me jumping ahead. But I'm just saying we're really close to filling out the entire Secret Wars team. So... I in that respect, I kind of do want Galactus and Silver Surfer fast, um, but who knows? Maybe that's maybe it depends on how the Fantastic Four is done, right? Maybe it's done in a way that introduces the Fantastic Four as somebody that have been going on missions for a long time, but they've mm -hmm. been somewhere else. But now this is the big one that they need to be there for to help with. You know, I mean, it makes sense that you would. We've gotten two Doom centric, I guess technically three Doom centric Fantastic Four movies or arcs or however you want to break it down. Yeah, maybe mix that. That'd be a way to mix it up. But yeah, I, I guess if Doom is established before the movie, like if we meet Doctor Doom well before Fantastic Four, which I want, then I'm totally fine with the first yeah. Fantastic Four movie being Galactus. Mm -hmm. All right, that that would be pretty cool. I just don't like them competing for time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so. Well, Galactic costs money on screen. Yeah, no, I know. But <laughs> I mean, they're getting pretty good at that, at having money. Uh, bonus question uh, related to money, Ricky. Mm -hmm. What was the first Marvel movie to earn $1 billion? Um, Black Panther. Right? A billion dollars? No, it's Avengers. Sorry, it's Avengers. Am I wrong still? That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, what? What are you talking about? Um, you know what? I'll give you one more, Clark. This like, I'm in the movie, I'm in the movie category now. These are fun, weird movie ones. In how many MCU movies does Phil Col Colson make his appearance? Ooh, that's a good one. You can take your time. Do 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 do. Our post credits can come. Um, yes, they count. Anything counts as if he's in it. You telling me Nick Fury is not an Iron Man? He's an Iron Man. He's totally an Iron Man. Did you stay through the credits the first time you watched Iron Man? Hell yeah, I didn't. 
Uh, I stayed because I love that movie so much I that I wanted to stay till the end. Five. That is correct. You want to name them? Yeah. Iron Man 1, Iron Man 2, Captain America, Thor, and Avengers. He is n- not in Captain America. He's in Captain Marvel. Yeah. He's not in Captain America. Thought, wasn't yeah. he in the post-credits of Captain America? Oh, he wasn't. Okay. No. Then it was it's just a Captain bunch Marvel. Of, it's, it's Nick Fury's okay. in, in the post-credits yeah. of Captain America. All right. America. Yeah. But well, I'm glad still, I got it right. You <laughs> got the, the number right. I got Either the number way. right, which is uh, yeah, good job. Yeah. All right, I think we're done with that trivia for now. Mm-hmm. Uh, why don't we do the? Why don't we talk about our first spotlight for the night? Oh man, I love the title of this episode. Uh, so yeah, we're talking about episode eight of season three of Harley Quinn, uh, titled Batman begins forever. And for those of you who may not have watched it before, uh, you know, tuning into our show, spoiler warning, just, just go come back. We promise it's more fun. If you watched it, like you should be watching the show. It's like 25 minutes long, super entertaining, really funny, stupid stuff. Yeah, it justifies the title Batman Begins Forever. Um, but yeah, like I just to be clear, I think it's so early on, uh, you know, from like these episodes came out today. No, actually, uh, IMDb does have a, a summary for this episode. It says after Harley receives access to Bruce Wayne's mind, she gets stuck in an endless loop of his most formative memory. Hence the title. Uh Clark, what did you think of this episode? I loved it. I thought this was the best one of the whole season so far for so many meta levels. And there was uh, there were so many lines and specific things like, how many times do we have to see this? And I'm like, oh my gosh, they're not only speaking for the characters, but all of us. <laughs> uh, they were. You know, as you know, this concept of how many times do we have to watch Bruce Wayne's parents be killed? And then they just made us watch it like 20 times in a row. <laughs> right right after making that. Like, I'm like, this is so Harley Quinn. No matter which way people yeah. turned, there was an alley and, and Thomas and Martha Wayne were getting murdered in it. That was so good. Um, Ricky, what did you think about this one? I mean, just going back to the title, it was, I mean, it's a parody, right? The title, but it's also like the most perfect title. Yeah. Because it's it's really like a whole new spin on his origin. We get like a new, a very fresh perspective on Batman's, Batman's trauma through the eyes of Harley Quinn. Um, yeah, I mean, I I guess it's a, it's a fresh perspective. I, I, I think it was nice that, like I, I mentioned this last week, but like we've really gotten a lot of of therapist Harley this season. Like this entire season, she's every episode she's made you remember, she's reminded the audience that she is a licensed therapist, and um, this episode was no different. In fact, she this she, is where it really en- shined. She yeah. entered a yeah. doctor patient confident confidentiality yes. agreement uh-huh. inside the mind of Batman, and now knows his secret identity and is sworn to protect it. And that was the most awesome thing ever about 
this episode yeah. is that she got to understand him. She got to appreciate him and actually be kind of like, he's kind of badass. Like, you know, like after, after she's seen it, like all of his memories together. And I really love that all of his memories are like a collage or like a montage of scenes recreated from other Batman properties. Like the one of him running on the pier, the carrying bomb. the bomb. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. From the old Adam West movie. Um, and then there's the, the the penguins, you know, like yeah. um, from Batman Returns. You get the line from Batman Begins, right? Like to me, this was just the top cleverness of Harley Quinn writing. Like this episode was everything that's great about the show. But also Batman writing too, because like a lot of this season, I yes. felt like they've really, they've really uh, flipped Batman on his head and tried to make a joke out of him for a lot of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but this was a really, this was a true love letter to the character for sure. Like they, they, it's like the writers understand that Harley Quinn can only exist because Batman exists, you know, like, um, that was a really clever thing they did. And, and I, and, and I, well, and that, also, and, and also the scene where she sees herself back when she was Joker's henchman again, hits that self-reflection. I mean, yeah. there were just so many levels of. She's like, "Oh, great!" Now, like, and then she to was put her one as note. Robin, yeah. to put her as Robin <laughs> in 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 that was so, yeah. Again, just the writing was just so well done. I think I, I mentioned this to you guys right before we started recording, um, but and I've mentioned it to Ricky every freaking week that we've been talking about this show. But I have been insisting that the show just wasn't hitting the same for me <laughs> all season long seven episodes deep i liked it i like you know I, the first few episodes I, I thought were okay but as we progressed i was like i like it but there's something i need that's very specific that's missing and it's it's dr psycho and i was so freaking happy that like the they minute he showed him. up, the minute I knew, I was like, "This is for Dennis." It was so good, and he wasn't even a massive misogynist this time either. But like, he's still in the, he's still in the show, so give him time; he can do it. Um, but he was, he was making a lot of like gross remarks about like whenever Harley and 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 Ivy were were being touchy feely or whatever. That was really, that was adorable. I loved it. I loved how disgusted he was by their their love for each other. Um, but yeah, no, Tony Hale came back. He started out as like a podcaster hanging out in prison, just, you know, trying to, trying to, trying to get his, his listeners and everything. And um, they recruited him because they needed to get inside the mind of Bruce Wayne. And, and he's even reminds you of the rules of how that works, because like it's the same rules every time we do it. Um, I think this is like the third time they've done that, yeah. right? Like there's every season, there's been one episode where they get inside somebody's mind, right? And they play with like inception type storylines and stuff. I'm trying to remember what the other ones they did before. Uh, who else's minds did they go inside in previous seasons? Mm. Did they go in Ivy's mind? They m- might have. One of them they went in, in in Harley's mind, right? One of the seasons they went in Harley's mind, and they got and you got to see her the birth of Harley Quinn mm-hmm. uh, through through that one. Um, 
I can't remember if the other time was Har was Harley's money, but yeah, for sure. Um, what else? What else is there to say about this episode? Uh, I I like the the I don't think I've I've read a Batman story or familiar with the Batman story where he tries to bring back his parents. Like, I'm sure yeah. it's it's existed. Um, I don't know why he wouldn't. Isn't that what the Lazarus Pit does? Yeah, but I'm it's down with gross. it. It's I'm pretty down gross. with it. Like a, a you know a crazy uh, Bruce Wayne. I I agree with you, Dennis. Uh, like watching the whole season at once, I was like, "Wow, they're really taking it to Bruce Wayne this season." Like I was like, "But that's that's one of the reasons why I said how this is, is its own universe because you know like the Jim Gordon and the Bruce Wayne of this universe are." Losers. They're not. They're not <laughs> they're, ideal. They're, they're, they're not, not ideal. Yeah, yeah. They're they, they are not. Especially this this season, they really portrayed. Um, but like uh, the the previous episode though, that had the uh, the musical uh, analysis between Catwoman and Bruce. Oh yeah, the music where, meister. Yeah, the music meister. You know about how Bruce doesn't want to be alone uh, and stuff. You know, I think it. I think it plays into the the again the the crazy aspect that this Bruce would be willing to resurrect his parents as zombies without the yeah I'm gonna say it's not a stretch though like I mean no. canonically yeah. Batman in the comics has done some pretty effed up things yes <laughs> um has he ever raised an army of the dead not sure uh I don't think he has uh but I'm I'm not going to rule it out. Um, yeah. Because a lot of Batman. There's 80 years of Batman. His weakness is his parents. Yeah. Yes, it is his parents. And a Migmo like, contingency, right? Yeah. 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 There is, um, like, I think one of my favorite parts of the old Batman comic, Hush, was early on in the beginning. Um, or wait, is it Hush? No, it's not. It's uh, Tower of Babel, Justice League Tower of Babel. Mm -hmm. um, that's a really fun story where Rachel Ghoul um, gets Talia to go and sneak into the Batcave and steal uh, Batman's files that have like all the weaknesses for all the members of the Justice League. And before they're gonna take out the Justice League with all these like secret, you know, information, they're like, "How do we get Batman off the table?" And they don't even like. They don't even try to consider let's go kill Batman, right? Because it's like that's like the furthest thing from possible for these villains. Like they just they don't even try to kill Batman. <laughs> Instead, what they do is they send somebody to the cemetery with a shovel and they dig up Thomas and Martha. So the next time, like clockwork, that Tom, that Bruce goes to the cemetery to visit his parents, like he always does. And he sees two dug up graves. He loses it. He loses it and goes on a tear across the world looking for any information as to who did this. And that's all they needed to do to, to occupy Batman. So when you ask me, has he ever done anything like this? Man, it's very possible. Like he's. Uh, but I, I did like that about this episode is how it really boiled batman down to the one moment like yeah. that's it it's he that's his entire identity 
Like that's why he's such a weird, crazy character because he can never, he can never grow from that moment the way a normal human being should figure out a way to, to process death and, and, and move on, you know? Which is why that revelation that Joe Chill was adult Bruce Wayne blaming himself, you know, yeah. child Wayne for his parents' death. All for Again. an Antonio Banderas movie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's what that was? No, uh, it was an older story. That, Remember, that was a joke. Black that and the, white. Yeah. That was the joke that Harley made in the episode. Yeah. Oh. She's like, I can't believe all this was for an Antonio Banderas movie. And he's like, no, not that one. The, that's the remake. <laughs> like, um, but yeah, no, he he his need to go see the Mark of Zorro and then also to go walk through Crime Alley, he feels that it's his fault. And yeah, that was that was cool. I like that. I, I I don't think I don't think I've ever seen that story specifically told that way. But I also always felt like he did feel the burden was his you know and it's like, so different from i uh so many shows today they have kids do something that ends up causing harm or, or something and they're always oh it's not your fault you didn't know and stuff and this is just taking the opposite we're like no you know the kid though feels that it was absolutely you know his fault and stuff which which is yeah as you said quintessential batman you know that that drives him to to do everything or as as uh, harley said hmm white which billionaire taking on ninja types oh yeah yeah at a glance when she was looking at his yeah. at his life it was i it love was easy, yeah. easy to judge for sure exactly. like <laughs> she didn't get that this is batman until yeah it took a minute yeah it took a minute oh that but, seems uh, so like all the quips about like him being rich, like yeah, rich people don't pay copays. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. This system is so effed. Yeah. Um, so I why also... didn't you build affordable housing? <laughs> yes. Who pays for housing? People pay for housing. Yeah. Like the 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 universe that that man lives in is so different from the, the regular people. And I loved I love when they showed Psycho who the person they needed to get into their brain was. And he's like, what? That's the top 1% of the 1%. Those people are the weirdest. They're, they're the freaks. You know, like he didn't want to go in his brain because he knew it wasn't going to be good. Um, I did like that they had some like weird, like very simple, unexplained reason for kicking the rest of them out so that only Harley is there to experience the rest of that episode. And then the rest of the time, everybody else is just kind of like, I don't know, just hanging out, doing nothing. And then, um, I, but I, I love I, the little King Shark cutaway too, where he goes into his, his room, and yeah, he has he has his little army in there. <laughs> yeah, they're giving you the little hints. Like I have said before, like the weirdest thing still about this season is it doesn't find enough time for all the four main characters. Like, um, but I appreciate that this one at least gave you. A little bit in a window into King Shark's life going post, you know, post last week. And I also like that it's still continuing this narrative of Clayface being Billy Bob Thornton in the in the Thomas Wayne well, bio. Does that anxiety get like lifted now that you know there's more eventually? Yeah. 
Yeah, it does because like I like I felt like this is the eat kill bang tour, right? Like yeah. this is this is the honeymoon phase of Harley and Ivy or Har Harley Ivy. Um but I wanted to see them after the honeymoon phase and I feel like that's what another season can afford, right? Like they're going to come to some very real realizations about themselves by the end of the season, which is only two episodes away by the way. So um, I just felt like the I, I was more upset with the pace of this season when I thought that HBO and Discovery were surely going to cancel it. But now knowing that they get a fourth season, they get to resolve things. It's, and that's awesome. You know, it's weird. Like, you know, usually like maybe that's a stinger on the final episode. Hey, we're doing a season four or like the next day or week after the last episode airs. Hey, we're doing another one. They wanted to get that out. In the I think it's important though to like yeah put it I mean, on to document it that hey <laughs> well here case in point uh why no the last backsies. man why the last man remember when I was really excited about that show and I was watching it whenever I could um, because I loved the book but then like I think after three or four episodes they announced that it was canceled yeah and I think they put out more episodes but I just stopped watching it mm -hmm. because like if you know that it's not going to have the ending that's satisfying, why bother, right? And so I think with all of the news going around about Warner and Discovery, I think a lot of people were very much like myself and you too. We were under the impression that this is probably the last Harley Quinn we're getting. <laughs> and so I think it's important to rejuvenate yeah. the, the, the viewership by revitalize it by getting people to know hey it's gonna keep going so yeah now we know quit. that season four is the last season of Harley. yeah <laughs> and so and suddenly like i <laughs> i enjoy season three <laughs> i enjoy season three so much more now knowing you know like clark got to watch all of season three knowing that there was a season four that's pretty cool <laughs> um i wish i would have gotten that because it, it definitely <laughs> Like what after the first week of this episode or the show, every week after was like, uh oh, is it rough. gonna last? Yep. Yeah. So I'm I'm very happy with it. And I, I thought as a Batman fan, I really love this episode. As a Harley fan, it was just they're just like they they really did want to show you how far she's come from being mm -hmm. the the clown sidekick to the yeah. Joker. And they did that wonderfully. They did it wonderfully. So. She's clowning Jason. She's she is clowning Jason, Jason now. Yeah. I love when she wanted to show young Bruce how banging her butt looks in in those shorts, and she's like, "Never mind, you're eight. You know, like. And then I also love later that she complained about Robin's thong. Like, yeah, that's pretty good. That was so awesome. Um, yeah, that was that was disgusting and good. Um, I can't remember any other specific zingers that I loved in that episode, but um, I do know that they were most likely Dr. Psycho. Um, I don't know. If you guys got anything else you want to add about this no, episode. Another solid Harley Quinn entry. I'm excited to explore dead zombie Martha. I look uh, forward to the next one. Martha and Thomas Wayne. Yep. Two more left. And and we can know and now we know that he can rest. Both, both Harley and the Joker know Batman's uh, identity. 
and that's cool. It's really weird and cool. I mean, one, I, I guess one, the one last thing is since I watched everything before and I didn't get to comment before, uh, Another one of the fun parts about the series is how they're able to take the characters in completely different ways. And I have to say how much I love Stepfather Joker. You know, I know we already discussed those episodes and we already and you already did and I wasn't there around them. But watching through them, I'm like, oh my gosh, I absolutely love this version of the Joker. He that episode hilarious. was my favorite. That episode yes. was my favorite episode until this week. But um, I think yes. it's for, for a lot of the same reason it is how it shows the Joker and Harley, both of them, how they have changed from when they were codependently horrible together to now yeah. that they're separate and, and doing their own lives and doing things completely different. Uh, you know, they're, how, well, they're free of the burden of Batman, right? Yes, like they don't, uh -huh. they don't, yeah. he's not in, he's not their shadow anymore. Like, it, like he's not the driving force behind the Joker. And so the Joker filled that void with a new life, you know, mm -hmm. and that's, it's really beautiful and weird. <laughs> like, you know, yeah. like, um, but also now Harley can move on from the Batman too. And like, not that she really cared about him anyways, like, he was, but now you know that there's a really good chance Harley's never going to try to murder Batman, like, yeah, um, because there's a mutual respect. And at this point, that's all I want is to make some characters safe from Harley murdering, um, because that was not the Mad Hatter, like, the yeah, Mad, no, the Mad Hatter, no, that that was quite shocking to me as much as I enjoyed it. I did not expect a character that hilariously perverse to die. So, fan fast. favorite Mad Hatter. <laughs> fan favorite yes yeah but um yeah i guess uh i guess we could probably stop talking about harley quinn i i love the show uh now that i got a dr psycho back in the mix i'm all on board i'm definitely more excited every thursday that comes around right now uh till this wraps up so if you haven't watched it you should check it out and so that way you understand what the hell we just talked about for 30 minutes <laughs> um let's do it ricky Cool. All right. The last spotlight we're doing is on She-Hulk uh, season one, episode three. Uh, She-Hulk attorney at law. Same spoiler warning applies as last time. Um, and yeah, this episode was called The People versus Emil Blonsky. And uh, the storyline, the summary was She-Hulk represents Emil Blonsky, a.k.a. the abomination, but his parole hearing doesn't go as planned. Um, that really doesn't do it justice at all. Um, <laughs> I freaking love this show so much. This was a TV show as TV show episode, and it was great. It Very was focused, a little bit to add to the big plot, kind of a B story for the most most of it. But it was just, it felt complete, you know. I'm gonna say my biggest criticism of this show is that. We are not going to get enough of it. I want more. Right? I want this to be a 24-episode, <laughs> full-season network show. I want to see it every week. The, it, is, it is so good. The 30 minutes it's is doing it justice because, like, unlike some of the past shows, even Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, Hawkeye, 
there were times where I was like, I'm, I'm ready for this to end. Example being the flashback in Miss Marvel, the the uh, LARPing scene in Hawkeye. I I, I could have, you know, let's just trim it up. I, I was left. I felt full after watching each episode, which I don't think is a bad thing, but I don't think it's a good thing no, either. I'm, I'm still hungry after every episode. Yeah, after yeah. She-Hulk, I'm still hungry. I'm yeah. still yeah. excited. I want more. Every and, week. And it's, it's, you know, it's, I haven't been this excited for like a show probably since WandaVision, you know. I, for me, like, I think this show is, is up there with what if, because I think they do a lot of the same things where it's like every week you tune in because you want to see what's going to happen because you don't know what's going to happen. And you don't know what cool characters or what part pocket of the Marvel universe is going to show up. You know what I mean? And like, um, but I like, cause I, I mentioned that because that's what my wife was, was saying. Like she, she definitely feels that what if vibe. And the more I thought about it, the more I realized it was like, cause the whole reason I like this show is because it feels exactly like the comics. And the more I thought about it, it's because I like the comics because they kind of feel like what if, because they just do, they, 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 explore those weird little corners of the universe that nobody else dares to explore. Um, and it's just ridiculous, dude. Like, I think, I think it's important to point out, like you were mentioning it was, it did follow a TV formula. Um, there was an a plot and a B plot in this episode and, (laughs) and they end up connecting them and she breaks the fourth wall to, to mention and the B plot connects to the a plot nice you know like uh but yeah the a plot was jen trying to uh defend emil in his parole hearing after last week we just learned that video footage of that scene from shang chi came out to the public and now you know his his hearing's in jeopardy because uh he's clearly escaped prison right um so they've got to figure out a way around that and then the B plot is uh, Pug, aka uh, Pugliese, um, has been strapped with the burden of defending Dennis Bukowski, who's been like a totally minor misogynist showing up in the whole season so far. <laughs> he's this show's uh, he's this show's Doctor Psycho. Yeah, Doctor Psycho. Um, but it turns out he needs a superhuman law. Um, defense because he got swindled out of a bunch of money from who he thought was Megan the stallion but it turns out it was a light elf from new asgard um that's ridiculous yeah it's a shape who happens to be a shape changer yeah royalty is that what you said yeah or some type of elf royalty she was the daughter yeah she was a lighter but she was that she had diplomatic immunity Oh, yeah. yeah, she had diplomatic immunity because she was from New Asgard and she tried to make the argument. No, no, it was, it was she had diplomatic immunity in New Asgard yeah, because she, she was uh, elven royalty. Oh, okay, gotcha, mm-hmm. gotcha. Yeah, but they're um, like, that's why they had, well, that was one of my favorite lines when they said, uh, okay, well, that doesn't count for Asgard. We're in America now. And she's like, Asgard is not a place. It's a people. It's a people. And the judge said, um, Thor's speeches. speeches. We're, no, we're aware of Thor's speeches, speeches, and they don't. Yeah, they don't. They're not, not admissible law. in court. 
Yeah. Exactly. Um, no, this episode is great. Like it, 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 it rode the line of. Oh, I'm use the word reality loosely here on the reality of a superhuman lawyer and the type of stuff that would, they would deal with, like bringing Wong in the Sorcerer Supreme to testify, right? But then it, it's very quick to like, well, Wong, he just like broke the law, dude. Yeah. And then he's like, well. I'm out. Like, yeah. And what are you gonna do? You're not gonna go mm-hmm. chase Wong. Like, well, no, I, I don't, I don't think it's wrong for you to use the, the the term reality because, like, that's my favorite thing about She-Hulk is they address it with the pure comedic realism. Yeah. That would happen if all of this was taking place in a real world, and so that's what's funny, and that's why I've enjoyed every episode so much is because. I can see the logical progression of where it's coming. And so every week I tune in and I, I'm not actually surprised. I'm, I'm really overjoyed because it's like, okay, there's the media attention that I was expecting her to get. You know, there's the news asking her for her diet and exercise routine. There's, you know, like oh, the intro was good. And when all they, of that, all when of they, that little montage where they put their haters Oh man! So that are right, right from lifted, real life. Uh, some of those tweets were totally from, lifted yeah, directly were from life oh, into it, man. and I was like, "Oh, that's She's, brilliant." She took the masculinity from Hulk. Why do? Why do they got to be so many women? Oh man! They that they, was and good for them for going there. Like amazing, being good that self-aware them. on yeah, you know, at this point, like it's much needed. I mean, the MCU is a thing that's been uttered for yeah. a few years now, and it's gross because, like, it implies that that's a bad thing. Because, like, it's the same thing. Like, I, I still don't understand why woke is a bad thing. Like, I don't get it. Like, being aware of other people and other, like, other perspectives is a bad thing, and because you choose to represent that. Like that's so weird to me, and so like the idea that having more women in in Marvel universe is a bad thing, man. This country's gross, dude. Like this, this so many people in this world that just should not be allowed to play at the same table or sit at the same table as the adults. It's really gross, you know. And so I really appreciate the show for just going right for the jugular and just telling them this is what you look like this is how stupid you look you know so <laughs> i love it i love it man and the uh the the press when uh when she's walking in and they're like are were you kicked out of the avengers and there you go <laughs> rubber the jennifer uh she hulk was kicked out of the avengers, avengers. Yeah. Yeah. rejected from but, the avengers yeah but one of the things again that i loved about this episode is the same reason that i love daredevil is that it really was like for most of it for the a plot was a courtroom drama it was her as jennifer walters not she hulk i mean the, it was and the B that plot. aspect yeah and the b plot but uh i mean they but they still had like the wrecking crew uh oh we, they, we get into that scene and stuff but but the fact that it was her life as a lawyer that she still does that, that that still is so mm-hmm. important, that that is still uh, the essence of the character. And and then seeing her 
win on those, you know, from her mind, from mm-hmm. using the lawyer skills, from from you know that aspect. it was just so great. Uh, again, um, you know, it's it's so exciting because so so often, you know, like we don't get excited a lot of times about the alter egos of the superheroes. We care more about the superhero part, but you know, nobody, I mean, I wouldn't really watch a, a drama about Donald Blake, medical doctor, you know, without Thor, <laughs> you know, yeah. in that, but this they, was, they uh, were, yeah, they were pretty smart to set the parole hearing in the jail because yeah. she can't use her powers there. <laughs> And then to have and then to have Blonsky (laughs) actually be converted, like to 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 really have him Mm -hmm. go that way to be the cult guy. I'm like, okay. I know Ricky (laughs) stared at his cod piece for sure. Oh well in Shang-Chi, he was he was not rocking any pants. He was Yeah. You know, he he's like a Ken doll. Um on the on that note that I think this they still haven't really confirmed it, but I, I would say this implies that that prison's set in California. Because they show her driving back from it, you know, immediately after when she tells. I don't know that it implies that. Um, She could be driving to the airport. It looks like the outskirts of Los Angeles. Yeah, but that's that's weird. Why would you hold Emil Blonsky at a prison in California? Well, it could be another. It could be more than one super prison. Right. I was trying to figure out which super prison it was. That's not that's not my point. Is like yeah. if he's a if he was yeah. arrested in New York and tried for crimes in New York, why would the super prison be built in California? Well, he's we don't these things aren't New York crimes. They didn't say it's they are New York crimes. Pretty sure it's a federal offense or whatever beyond that is. I'm but I'm saying like we know of the raft that exists out in the ocean, and we yeah. know you know like. So I'm I'm kind of curious, like I don't know what? why you show that establishing shot, that particular establishing also shot. Also, the wasn't D- set in LA. Also, the DODC was in New York in Miss Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the headquarters. So it's possible that they're just skipping the parts where she's flying, mm. or she she can also jump really far too. You know, <laughs> she can jump really fast or get what? get places pretty far. She could definitely get down, as we saw in the post-credit scenes. <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 touch on that. Like, I I had no doubts that once they started saying Megan the Stallion, that they would get Megan the Stallion to show up. Well, the they show. announced it like a year yeah. or two ago that Megan the Stallion um, was going to be in this. Show. And she had her little cameo. I Megan Stallion is known for twerking. I wasn't expecting Megan the Stallion to to twerk on the She Hulk show. I'm glad that she did. I'm glad that She-Hulk got to partake with her. Um, it's just something I never thought I would see. Megan the Stallion, I will kill for you. <laughs> <laughs> like, good for them for, like, you know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, She-Hulk is the most realistic character in the Marvel Universe. Because she's the only one that's actually having fun living in that universe. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. everybody else takes it so seriously, man. But, like, she constantly thinks it's ridiculous that she's a Hulk. Like, and she's she she uh, she embraces the absurdism of everything, though. And, like, 
what's crazier than real life, right? So like that's that's what I think is so awesome about the show and the comic is the they both address how ridiculous everything is that's going on all the time. Like like you binge you binge 20 some Avengers movie or uh, Marvel movies and you yeah, you get a very satisfying conclusion to like the Infinity Saga, right? It's like it's epic. It makes you cry. It makes you feel all these things. But it's all crazy. It's bonkers, man. And so, like, I love yeah, that She-Hulk. We, just... we got the ramp up to the crazy, right, through 25-plus movies. Right. And it's nice to see someone who's experiencing, like, the switch, you know, the instant. But she's coming in from the outside perspective of, like, oh mm-hmm. that's the, that, that life is crazy you know so it's it's insane to think about it right like, i can't wait till she meets daredevil because that guy is the most serious dude that guy I doesn't know. know how to just chill like he does i so hope that they get to have um courtroom scenes not mm-hmm. just they're gonna they're yeah. gonna there's no way they're not gonna have courtroom yeah. scenes together who like who is uh the wrecking crew and who are the who's, who's their boss uh well i wouldn't get excited about who their boss is in, in the comics because it's not going to be their boss in this i promise you that uh the wrecking crew is a group of random like uh dudes that were gifted magical powers by loki um to go and fight thor i think to fight thor Right, I think that that sounds right. Yeah, they're as adjacent though. Thor and or Hulk, uh, kind of both. Yeah, and um, yeah, that's their names: Wrecker, Thunderball. Um, I'm trying to remember the other ones. Uh, crowbar. <laughs> and no, Wrecker's the one. Wrecker's, Wrecker's the crowbar. The crowbar. Um, Wrecker, Thunderball. Uh, I forget I the, don't uh, the, the other two. Um, but yeah, this Hold was over a, pile driver. Bulldozer and Pile Driver, thank you. Um, they're ridiculous. They're like the most fodder of like Marvel villains. Like, but they are they are of a higher strength scale than most. You know, like so they're like the guys that like the Hulk or Thor can beat up in a one shot issue because you know they showed up to go rob a bank or something like that. Um, they're they're a little stronger than than a Spider Man type. You know villain but i'm sure he could take them because they're stupid they're stupid they literally came at she hulk with with construction equipment and they lost and that was really funny but yeah they mysteriously were were trying to extract her blood for their boss and i don't think the boss is loki i just i don't think that's loki's journey anymore right like i don't think i don't think he's holding grudges i think i think uh Tom Hiddleston's off somewhere else being way serious, like with the rest of the universe, right? About the the stakes and all these things. So I I kinda I kinda want their boss, honestly, to be the leader. Like <laughs> uh, want, that lines up. Right. <laughs> I want the leader to be the guy that wants to test She-Hulk's blood. You need the blood. Hey, he it, wanted it, he, he, he was all about blood. I, I know he's it. not low level in the comics, but he, I would assume he's pretty low level in the MCU, right? Well, he's in the MCU. 
he's like the he's like the Hulk's number one. Villain. I know, but if he was the Hulk's number one villain, we would have. I know why we haven't seen him for legal reasons, but he would have been a bigger figure, right? No, well, they not they had him in the Kang Incredible has been Hulk. a big yeah. Kang has been a big figure. I know we 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 we've been talking about that all season yeah. long. Is Ricky's <laughs> been waiting for the leader to, to show up back. officially? Yeah. I can connect the dots of the leader to a bunch of guys with, to the guy a bunch of guys with construction equipment. Yeah, those dots connect to me because I don't think the leader is a big player or has been a big player up until this point. Yeah, I mean he hasn't necessarily, but like, does it make sense that the leader would be supplying random people with Asgardian construction tools? Mm. No, not necessarily, but maybe he didn't. Maybe they just found them and he employed them. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is how like they've got they've got social social media. They could they could have like a a black market like uh you know hire a goon to go do super villain stuff, you know. Who like knows? The the way I'm seeing it, they're either gonna try to get her blood when she's not the Hulk, which seems like a possibility, or go after the abomination again either when he's not because all, well, all their all their blood is related yeah alternatively it could be titania because we don't know anything about titania um but I, I don't know i don't know i i'm fine with it being somebody that we don't know and we don't find out till the end you know who it really could be it could be um valeria uh Defontaine or whatever Val Val Defontaine or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It could it could be her. We haven't seen we haven't seen um we haven't seen, we her, haven't since, seen her, uh, her character Hawkeye, in a while. Right? Since Hawkeye or Cap. Yeah. Or... I honestly think that we might not see more of Blonsky this season. No. I feel like this yeah. was a really good setup for him to show up later in in thunderbolts you know what i mean um but i wouldn't be opposed to blonsky showing up more through the season it could be funny i mean you know it's somebody that she hulk could fight but i just don't i don't see him going back to prison so quickly you know because like by the way like did you see his seven soulmates how they how some of them just gushed when he turned in the abomination like what was that? Like what? Like, hey man, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna yuck someone's yum if if that's their thing. Then their favorite movie is The Shape of Water. Yeah, maybe uh, they like. Maybe they like the, uh, the scales. Um, what do you think about Wong? Like, I, I mean, you mentioned earlier how funny it was that he just dipped out after he was accused of a crime. Um, but uh, but it definitely. Think- He's got more appearances than Coulson, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I, and I think, though, that it also fit, you know, it, but in his mind, he just wanted, he became Sorcerer Supreme. He knows by default, and he wants to prove himself and to challenge himself to do that. That all makes perfect sense in, in Wong's mind, and then going, and then it's like, okay. Yeah, I mean, Wong, the sorcerers are, are beyond American law, even though but, the, the show, but, the show like, you know, a great fun at it. But. A great example of why 
the Sokovia Accords existed. Yeah. He's either the Sorcerer Supreme in some place called Carmitage, or sorry, no, or uh, or in New York, or he's a librarian in Nepal. I think that's what Nikki yes. said. And and she ended up she's she's uh, sent him a thirst trap. It was a picture of me holding a bunch of books. Like that was <laughs> that was so good. That was so good. Um, the other the other good line was uh, Dennis Bukowski when I was going to bring this up when um, another important character to the She-Hulk comic made a quick appearance appearance uh, she came in it was Mallory Book came into yeah. the office when they were meeting with Dennis and he said oh I can't discuss like sensitive man stuff in front of a 10 she could be my next fiance one day you know like <laughs> that guy's so gross dude but uh, Mallory Book is played by Renee Elise Goldsberry who is from Hamilton and other stuff like Girls 5 Ever and uh, she's also a recurring character on Evil um, I was really happy when I saw Mallory book. I don't know like if you guys know her, but she's, she's a character that becomes a, uh, an antagonist to Jennifer Walters and, and she Hulk in not in like any super capacity, just in like, she's the coworker that hates her coworker. You know what I mean? Like she's like, so it was fun to get, a cool actress to be that person. And so I'm excited to see more. We'll see more of Mallory throughout the season. That's why I think that there might not be so much Blonsky because we got to have more internal. Well, they told you it's law not a cameo office show. conflict. What's right. that? They told you at the beginning. It's not a cameo show. It's going to be a cameo well, show. <laughs> it's a hundred percent. It's, it's, it's be not a cameo show. show. Every episode of she Hulk yeah. is a cameo show. I promise you that it's going to happen. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to piece it out. So we're a third of the way done, right? So yeah. thinking we're getting two Daredevil episodes. Is that a safe bet, or are you thinking getting one? I don't know. I want fourteen. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're getting twenty eight, right? That's how long that new season is. The new show is 18. it twenty eight. It's eighteen. Eighteen. That's a lot of Daredevil. Yeah, it is. But if Daredevil gets eighteen, She Hulk needs twenty four next time. Yeah. This is not enough. I, I agree with you you guys already. Like it's not nine is not enough. I was super excited a few weeks ago when you when I learned it was nine. And now I'm like, what? Only nine? This is stupid. Give me give me a whole fifty-two. I mean give maybe me all, all year. This this is like you know, we don't know how many Loki's gonna have. We don't know how many uh I mean shit, we don't know what else is on the table aside from what if. Like I I the six episode experiment I think was fun. But let's let's get some more variation. Not everything needs to be six. Yeah. Not everything needs to be nine. In in fairness, I my assumption is like when COVID eventually becomes less of a problem, uh, we'll start seeing more and more. Right? Like mm -hmm. I, I, we do know that COVID impacted the runtime of WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So, what if? Yeah, and what if as well? So. Um, you know, eventually we'll have shows that are not impacted by COVID and maybe we'll get longer, longer running stuff. So who knows? Who knows? But um, man, I want to I see wish... you join the Fantastic Four. <laughs> I do too. Is that, is that your first Fantastic Four movie or second one? Second. I would like her to be in the first Fantastic Four movie. Would, well, that's one of the things that I, that I am excited about because I'm like, okay, so I don't have enough, but at least now she can start being a different Hulk when they need a Hulk 
then she's the fight. new default. She will yeah. be the new default. Oh, sure. I mean, they've been needing a, a new I, for a minute. Yeah, but yeah. I also, I mean, there, there's two parts of this this discussion uh, about Hulk, and partly is is how long is Mark Ruffalo going to be willing to still play the role forever? If it's forever, then great. Well, Dennis uh, wants his uh, maestro. You know, I want well, maestro. Yeah, that would be great. But uh, like, I there's been a lot of the complaints. And a lot from the same people complaining about Shield, yeah, about that Hulk has been, you know, demasculine, like, 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 like nerfed Hulk. And again, all that is fine because I think, again, in the long run, they're so setting up. I think so well. Well, wasn't that the issue with the comics? Like, Hulk is the strongest thing in the universe, right? Mm-hmm. But it you you get you run it's like a Superman problem yeah. where yeah, how do you? How how is the answer not called the Hulk every time? You know, but because uh, the Hulk, some as a rage monster, you know, doesn't have the control that Superman does. Mm-hmm. You know, you you don't, you know, you don't. Uh, that's one of the things that I liked about Ultimate Hulk. That Banner really didn't have control over it. That he really was a different person, and that whenever they brought the Hulk in, they knew that it was just as big a risk. It had to be huge and such. But I, I think, uh, again, like showing him at the like, stages of where he's going, I don't know how they're going to get to World War Hulk exactly, but I think they're going to get to some, at some point, he's going to get the right savage truth. Hulk out. I, I think, I think we'll see the return of the is that how the Hulk. is that how you swan song hulk do a world war hulk s story kill him at the end mm, you could you could that's why i said it, it it so depends on 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 the actor because again that's why i asked because i i'm trying to see in interviews i haven't really seen him say i'm done with the role i mean like you know chris evans you know kept saying oh, i'm done with captain america i'm done but then there's always there's always a room. We're getting him back for something. I I appreciate that uh, Wong was discussing the option of mind wiping everybody. <laughs> yes. Just like, just, no, just, no, leave, no. just leave that as a you know. We'll have that as her strategy B, just in case you know. And then she's like, "Don't touch <laughs> your nose. Don't touch your nose." Um, I'm trying to remember. I'm trying to find. There was another quote. That I really oh there there it was <laughs> when the people were testifying on behalf of uh, of oh. Emil and the guy who was talking about the literacy program that Emil formed and he said now the library is more than just a quiet place to shim someone ah <laughs> uh, that was so good I love that one that was really good instead of toilet wine prisoners make toilet kombucha. <laughs> Uh, I just love the show. I'm sorry. I just, I had to drift off for a second. I, I did appreciate everything you guys were saying, but there's too much, too much good in this show that I'm just going to be sad when it's done and be sad. I love, I love when Dennis is like, I'm canceling my Hollywood hookup subscription. <laughs> there's clearly no vetting process. Oh man, they got they got gold on their hands right now. Um, 
you know, again, three episodes in, we're, we're still on the the honeymoon, right? But, I mean, they can keep this up for the last six. You know, you got a, you got a season two on your hands. Like, yeah. I think I think there's way more than just season two. Like, yeah. like I said, I think, you know, whatever happens to Mark Ruffalo, for sure. Um, I guess I'm I guess I'm OK with whatever they decide, because the legacy is in good hands now. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't it doesn't we don't need a Hulk like that's honestly that's kind of how I felt when I started reading She-Hulk comics back in like, you know, like several decades ago. Once I found that, like, it was just something that, like, it was a very similar experience to what's happening right now, which is I had read a lot of serious comic books, like a lot of stuff that was just like, you know, pull at your heartstrings, make you feel like the anxiety, the dread, all this stuff all the time. Just everybody's at crisis level 10 constantly. And then I finally just I heard so many good things about She-Hulk. I picked it up, read it. And it was just a breath of fresh air because it didn't feel the need to be that. And I, and like, it just felt like, let's just hang out. Let's just hang out. And that's what is the show is doing right now. But once I started reading that, I was like eating up everything she Hulk. I'm like, why do I need a Hulk? I don't need a Hulk anymore. There's no, like he comes with so much more baggage, right? Like he, like, he gets angry and destroys things. She-Hulk does not. That's so much better, you know? So I'm I'm excited to see, like, the next 10, 20 years of this because they're going to keep her going for a while, I think. I mean, she's definitely younger than Mark Ruffalo, right, when he started? Yeah. 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 So they can milk it for a lot longer. But, yeah. I'm, I'm excited to see how many more weird pockets they 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 delve into just in this season like i love i love the light elf so i wouldn't even be opposed to her coming back again she was she was so silly and just like impersonating a judge like yeah. just or or when she was when she impersonated oh, a pug yes and, and she's like what, what did he say i love I, I, what did he say about women i love harassing women oh i love <laughs> i love harassing women and it's like that's not me. That's not cool. That's not cool. That's not cool. Do not, Come on, do you, you guys, you, you know me. You, guys, you know me. <laughs> do you take issue with her not being like a scroll, or no? No, no. There's the other shapeshifters. The familiar. Yeah, I think I think that I appreciate this show because when you watch the last two Thor movies, there's a lot of weird stuff in the background. <laughs> that never gets talked about you know what i mean like well yeah like that was with love and thunder like there's all like okay i guess aliens are just chilling here now they just live there not that as guardians are aliens but like lichens and other yeah exactly so non-humanoids i'm happy that like you know this week they chose to explore the new asgard pocket of the marvel universe a little bit more through the light elf and through the construction equipment you know um you got a twofer and so yeah let's next week let's let's look at the part of the universe that captain marvel is messing around with that we never get to hear anything about you know like there's so much stuff there's you know the mystical there's all the weird stuff so let's let's see it all i i just want to see it all um and then eventually one day 
we'll get She-Hulk to meet Spider-Man, and that'll be cool too. But that's not going to happen in the TV show. It's not. It's just not allowed. It's not allowed. That's the unannounced Spider-Man movie. Probably. I wouldn't be opposed <laughs> to it. I wouldn't be opposed to it at all, but I'd rather see Daredevil and Spider-Man before anything else. Oh. Um, but yeah. I guess the one last thing I wanted to point out about the episode that was really cool is, you know, because Jen kind of is um, just riding the roller coaster that is her life right now, I really like that just about every character that's around her has these awesome words of wisdom, including Emil Blonsky. I thought it was really cool how, like, when she was saying, oh, they're probably going to tell us another or run another story. Uh, about me whatever it's not my problem and he's like you know maybe you should rethink that you know because like they're gonna tell the story either way at least you could shape the narrative you know and i i I really like that she's learning lessons every week about how to be a she-hulk even from super villains like the abomination i thought that was really cool but yeah, if you guys got nothing else to add, I we could probably wrap this one up. Nothing. Um, nothing. You good? You good to wrap it? Cool. I'm wrapping. Well, thanks for uh thanks for hanging out uh with us, Clark. Appreciate you coming to the pre-recorded hey, show. I, I had two great shows to watch for this. Yeah. They were yeah. they were both fantastic. It was not the worst homework ever for sure. No, that it was, was not. Definitely. Um yeah, and thanks to Ricky also for nerding out with us. Um, and for, you know, uh, accommodating to do this on a Thursday night. Um, we'll be back next week to talk more Harlequin and She-Hulk. That's just what we're going to keep doing every week until until they go away. But in the meantime, tomorrow, a.k.a. Saturday, I just wanted to put that <laughs> reminder one, one more time out there that I will be running a toy photography workshop in San Diego in the, in the um, uh, North Park area. Um, and if you haven't, if you, if you happen to be in the area and are interested in, in, uh, attending to maybe like just play with toys and take cool photos, um, you can RSVP at, uh, revisionsandiego.com. Um, yeah, but I hope to see everybody there who can go. I think Ricky, you're thinking about trying to come out. Yeah, I'll be, I'll be in San Diego that day. So maybe I will be at the workshop. Cool. Uh, I did talk to Frank, by the way, and, and he's going to be unable to attend the workshop, but he will be in San Diego this weekend. So we oh, might arrange we might arrange an, something. Another live show. <laughs> we'll figure Frank, that out. Frank reacts live to She-Hulk I don't think I, Yeah, I don't think I can do live shows with Frank since he's objected to watching She-Hulk. Um, <laughs> Poor Frank. That's, he's robbing himself. He's just depriving himself of joy. Um, but in any case, uh, thanks to our patrons for supporting our growth. And to our audience for tuning in after the fact. Um, if you had fun, please remember to like and subscribe and check us out on Patreon uh, for whatever stuff. No after show tonight, though, guys. All right. I think that's it. Um, see you next time on Dead Excelsior, True Believers. Enough said. See you.